This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Shanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Book statement Saturday is come and gone as several high-profile teams solidified their spots as the top teams in all of college football. Welcome back to Prospects 101, the show where we break down prospects from all levels, high school, college transfers, college recruiting, NFL prospects, and the NFL draft. As always, Prospects 101 is brought to you by our great partners of the show, Blue Wire Pods and Bet Online. Remember, you can always interact with Prospects 101 on social media. That's at Prospects 101 Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Trick or treat, fellas. How's it going this morning? Happy Halloween, Glass. That's right. (laughs) Yo, what's up, Glass? Yes, it was much needed. So you guys went to a Halloween party with our old co-host, Riley Brashaw, last night. How was that? It was good, man. It was good. Saw some people hadn't seen in a while. So some of Riley's family, some 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 mutual friends. It was a good time. Man. What did you guys up. dress up as? Uh, Kelly and I were dressed up as Garth and uh, Wayne from Wayne's World. <laughs> and then I was a and uh, Caitlin and I were a, were pirates. Oh, ooh, yeah. We're well, pirates. Captain Hook, huh? Yeah. What, what about you? What about you, Pasto? What did you do to celebrate Halloween yesterday? I went to a went to a brewery with Lexi, my girlfriend, and then we came back and made some tacos, <laughs> and we watched a little bit of The Boys, the old. Uh, oh, that's a great show. Yeah, the superhero show. Oh on, uh, yeah, you know on Amazon to, Prime. Yeah, we need to do that. Homelander might be the greatest TV villain of of all time. I know. <laughs> if anyone's listening out there and you can handle some gruesome stuff, and because it's definitely rated R, it's not your normal superhero show ever, but if you can handle it, it is a great, great show. Nice, but yeah, no, it, it was it was fun to kind of echo echo what Kenny was saying. We were outside, had a nice little bonfire, it was chilly, you know. Had a nice little cigar last night too. Which speaking of that, I've got to brush my teeth. I haven't brushed my teeth yet, and it just yeah, I have that six days. Yeah, I know and that's like that cigars. <laughs> that cigar taste the day after. Ugh, oh cool. man, yeah, I should probably get on that. A lot of football uh, happened yesterday. A lot of statements made by a lot of really good football teams out there. So I'm going to rip off some scores here. 
Minnesota at Maryland Friday night. Maryland upsets Minnesota 45 to 44 in overtime. Uh, UNC gets upset by the Virginia Cavaliers 44 41. Wake Forest beats Syracuse 38 14. Ohio State, in probably the biggest matchup of the day, takes care of business against Penn State 38 25. Clemson escapes a game from Boston College 34 28. Texas upsets Oklahoma State 41-34. Cincinnati, probably the biggest statement of the day, absolutely manhandled Memphis from the start 49-10. And Michigan State upsets Michigan 27-24. Guys, quick reactions, but let's do it Halloween style. Give me a little trick-or-treat. Who tricked us yesterday? And what's been a treat to watch so far this season? Oh yeah, so the teams that have tricked me so far is probably UNC. Like they suck. Can't believe they actually lost the University of Virginia after we ripped them last week. Oklahoma State, they tricked me. I thought they were going to be okay at least. They stink. Can't believe Texas laid the wood on them. Minnesota, I thought the week one, I thought they were going to get their act together. Week two, nope, they laid an egg. They got beat by Maryland. Michigan. I mean, again, all these teams, they lied to me. They tricked me. And the biggest trick of all of this is probably Mississippi State. Like, they tricked America week one, thinking, like, this was going to be a top team in the SEC. The air rate could work in the SEC. Mike Leach has now been shut out for the first time ever in his career, and it should be his second time because they scored two points versus Kentucky on a safety. So already, twice in his career, he's been shut out in the SEC. I, I think he tricked America. My treat for the weekend is Travis Etienne, the all-time leading rusher in the ACC. Hats off to him. Justin Fields now has as many incompletions as he has touchdowns, total touchdowns, in the first two games with seven incompletions, seven total TDs. Unbelievable what he's doing out there. The Gators, they bite back in the swamp. Did y'all see that fight at halftime? Yeah, that was, awesome. that was awesome. There was punches just straight thrown at each other. And then Jack Sears. What a treat. I can't believe, like, he, I, I, I forgot he was playing football. I mean, I know, I know we've talked about him before, but I didn't even know Brockmeyer was out. He comes in and completely does exactly what Brockmeyer was doing. Through three TDs, I think he had three total incompletions, and, and they dominated uh, in a victory yesterday. So that was a treat for me to watch. Yeah, I, I got a little nervous, Pastel, when I saw Hank Bachmeyer was out with uh, testing positive for COVID because I uh, was it COVID? Boise, <clears throat> I took Boise State uh laying 14 and a half points and I was like oh no but <clears throat> Jack Sears came out and balled out he looked good yeah that's interesting not to get jump ahead but I didn't know that because he's probably not gonna play versus BYU next week will he uh Hank Bachmeyer Ooh, probably not no if he's if if he's tested positive recently yeah that would be interesting to see how the lines uh move as the week progresses and when they do or they don't uh declare Bachmeyer out for that game what about wow. you Kenny yeah, so my, my trick was Big 12 playoff hopes. They've officially gone bust with Oklahoma State's loss yesterday. That was their one hope. Uh, Michigan's offense tricked me last week. They obviously they obviously took advantage of a really bad Minnesota defense. Joe Milton, not the Heisman candidate. Some people have claimed he, he could have been or dark horse he was. Uh, and then Sean Clifford. I think Sean Clifford stinks. I think if you're Penn State, I think he's okay. But if you ever, ever, ever get in a shootout, like they've been in the last two weeks, and you have to rely on him to throw the football consistently to win the game, you're not going to win it more times than not. Sean Clifford stinks. Penn State still looking for a franchise quarterback. Uh, treats. Coastal Carolina hanging a 50-burger on Georgia State yesterday, winning 51 to nothing. Go Chance, baby. I love it. Uh, San Diego State, another dominating defensive performance. You know, Obviously, I'm not going to claim a defense from the Mountain West as a top 
five defense in the country, but they play like a top five defense in the country. I'd say they're a top 10 to 15 defense They're They look awesome. They look great. And then uh, the quarterback from Cincinnati, who is potentially earning his naming. Say his name, Kenny. Not <laughs> yet. Not yet. I need to see one more game from him. Three is a trend. He's had two good games in a row. I need a third one. If he has another performance like he had the last two weeks, next week, the quarterback from Cincinnati will earn his naming privileges back. How about you, Gless? Who tricked you this weekend? Well, I, you know, when I look at who tricked me, I that the guys I put in this category are people I just don't know, right? Like, they're good some weeks. They're bad the other week. First one is, is Talia Tagovailoa. On Friday night, I thought he played outstanding. Now, granted, it was against a really bad Minnesota defense, and, man, Minnesota's bad. Um, I mean, you lose to Maryland. I'm not sure they're going to win a game. I, so, uh, they're deep, they're Talia Tagovailoa. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, they're going to give up 45 points to everyone. But Talia uh, Tagvalo played fantastic with his arm, with his legs, uh, made, great de- made great decisions, um, and to be honest with you, was the best player on the field. So, um, you know, from a trick standpoint, he looked so bad last week, but he looked great this week. So, you know, word's still out on him. Second guy, Desmond Ritter. I'll say his name. I'll say his name because he played outstanding yesterday. Completely took over the game. Um, and if you're a Cincinnati fan, you can look at Desmond Ritter potentially what he did yesterday and say, hey, you know, not only do we have a shot to get into the playoff, but if we get into the playoff, we could potentially win if he plays like that um, because the defense is definitely a top three defense in the country. And then Bo Nix. I, I don't know. I mean, he's looked terrible all year, and then he came out yesterday and he tore it up against LSU. And LSU, I'm going to get into them later because I'm going to rip them, and I'm going to rip the best player on that team because he is a fraud. Oh. But, yeah. But Bo Nix, he, he, trick or treat. I mean, he's a, he's a complete trick at this point. I don't know what to think of him. Now, treat, these are for sure, uh, for sure, can't misses. Uh, Kenny, I'm with you. Coastal Carolina, they are just absolutely dominating everyone. And it was a lot of fun to watch him yesterday. Justin Fields, enough said, may be the the toughest team that he'll play all year until they get into the playoff. And he played absolutely outstanding. Uh, Devontae Smith, massive day yesterday, over 200 yards. I believe he had three touchdowns. Here's a hot take, guys. He is going to be the first receiver taking in the NFL draft, not Jamar Chase, because Devontae Smith is uncoverable at this point. And then my last guy, Nick Starkle, quarterback from San Jose State. Mountain West better watch out because San Jose State is 2-0. Nick Starkle, fantastic day yesterday, threw for 467 yards and five touchdowns. So those were guys that I really thought that stood out yesterday and really have stood out all season. So kind of going off of that, when we talk about yesterday, Kenny, who were some prospects that really stood out to you that you thought really rose up draft boards? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search 
that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Yeah, so as I was looking yesterday, I kept noticing a common thread throughout a lot of the games yesterday, and that was wide receiver play yesterday was off the charts, like good. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to reward the wide receivers for their hard work yesterday, and it's going to be a wide receiver-based stock market edition for me. So these are all wide receivers. This is who I'm going with. Starting off, number one, Jakari Roberson, from the wide receiver from Wake Forest. Little known fact, this guy is the number one graded receiver, according to Pro Football Focus, in the entire country. And what did he do yesterday? Seven catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. It has been absolutely fantastic, has stepped up on a team that's needed a number one wide receiver, and has really provided stability for Sam Hartman in this 4-2 Wake Forest team. My next guy, who might be the most underrated player in all of college football this season, that's wide receiver Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. What did he do yesterday? Oh, I don't know. Only the fourth double-digit reception game out of five games he's had this season. He's had 10, 11, 11, and then yesterday 14 for 238 yards, three touchdowns. He's been absolutely incredible. He's easily the best player on this Ole Miss offense that, you know, has looked really good for pretty much almost every game this season, and he's a big reason why. My next guy, Gless, you just touched on him, Devonta Smith. He's having an absolutely incredible season. And I agree with you, Gless. I think he's giving Jamar Chase a run for his money um, as the number one receiver in this draft. I think, again, I think these guys who opted out to focus on their draft stock, and unless you're Penny Sewell, is pr- you're probably seeing uh, a huge dip I think in you're going to hit a drawback. I think yeah, you're and I think, I think yep. and as deep as receiver is, I think that's a big problem, not having additional tape. For Jamar uh, Chase this year, I think Devonta Smith is skyrocketing up the draft board. He very well could be the number. And look, he was the number one receiver on, in Alabama last year. He had 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns, and those and two guys on that team went in the top 15 last year. So who are we kidding? Devonta Smith could very easily be the number one receiver taken in this draft. He looks amazing. Looked great yesterday. Um, my next guy, Diami Brown, uh, in a losing effort, unfortunately. What did he do? He had 11 catches, 240 yards, and three touchdowns. It wasn't his fault uh, UNC couldn't beat Virginia yesterday. But a- another spectacular performance in a long line of spectacular performances for D- Diami Brown. And my last guy is Johan Dotson. You absolutely shredded Sean Wade yesterday. I mean, absolutely shredded him. Eight catches, 144 yards, and three touchdowns. And he just beat him like a drum all game long. So that's that's what I saw yesterday. I saw a lot of great wide receiver play, and I wanted to reward those guys by making them the focus of my stock risers. Pascal, about how you, about Pascal? you? Yeah, yeah. And Kenny, to to, to, your, to the wide receiver point, 
this isn't going to shock me the more as the years progress, we're going to see absurd numbers like this. I'm just waiting for the first receiver to have 350 yards at this point because the way the offenses are playing, the way the defenses can't play at this point, I don't know, man. I mean, even uh, Nick Saban said at this point is you win with offense. You don't win with defense anymore. So, like, it is interesting case study to see how that factors into, like, the wide receiver numbers because all these guys you just mentioned, like, they're averaging seems like 170 yards a, a game. It's just absurd these days what, what they're doing. But to that to that point, my first guy – Tylen Wallace. I mean, this is like an average game for him at this point. 11 receptions, 187 yards, two TDs, the wide receiver for Oklahoma State. Um, and you didn't even make your list. Like, that's crazy to me. But I will say he's been the most consistent thing on Oklahoma State in the winning or in a losing matter. So I, even in a losing matter, I still want to highlight Tylen Wallace because he is a good receiver. And I think he needs to be considered for that second-round pick because he's done nothing but produce every single week. Charles Snowden, we've highlighted him before. This guy had four sacks again yesterday and four tackle for losses, five solo tackles, yeah, and then ten beast, other tackles. Dude. Like, he's, he's finally putting he's... it together. Like, we've always said he has the attributes, the intangibles, but he just – besides the fact he didn't always put it together for a full game, he is now doing that. And if you go back to the mock draft we did, what, four or five months ago, we highlighted him as a first-round talent and got mm-hmm. a lot of slack for it at that point, I think. So it's, it's, it's awesome to see him doing well for that UVA defense. Majay Sanders, we're just going to keep highlighting probably a, a different – defender on Cincinnati every single week because it's a, it's a it's a guy that steps up every single week and this guy defensive end for Cincinnati 6'5 258 had another uh 1.5 sacks 2.5 tackles for a loss and then another quarterback uh, hurry this defense is just crazy what they're doing on that side I could pick a guy on all three levels but this guy was probably the best player on that defense last night just being completely disruptive and completely shut down Memphis's run game it was absurd what, what they were doing what he was doing Wyatt Davis showing some offensive line love he looked really good yesterday. I mean, Master Teague had holes, I mean, the size of the Red Sea being split on the right side, and he was just popping off six, seven yards every single run. It was absurd what he was doing. Cause Master Teague isn't a shifty guy. He just runs straight. And he, I think the first time he was getting hit was probably five yards down the field every time. So Wyatt Davis, I mean, he's, he's probably the best guard in this draft. And, and then yesterday kind of solidified that for me. And, and then Buddy Johnson, the guy we haven't talked about at all on this show, but the linebacker for Texas A&M, he had seven or 12 tackles. Seven solo tackles, a sack, two tackles for losses. He's a senior, 6'2", 240. I think he's second or third right now in the SEC for total tackles. He's a middle linebacker. I know that doesn't translate for, you know, a top three-round pick. But get used to hearing this guy's name because he's one of the best middle linebackers in the SEC. And I can see him definitely finding a role in the NFL, probably being a fifth or sixth-round pick next year. But definitely one of the best defenders out there. Pastel, I quick because when you brought up Wyatt Davis, I've been dying to ask you this question because I don't think you and I have ever talked about this. You know who his dad is, right? Wyatt Davis? No, I've got my head, no. It would be a little-known guy as Alvin Mack from the program. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's his dad. Get out of here. Stop it. Yeah, that's his dad. I saw that yesterday, and I was like, wait, what? Well, that makes total sense now. Wow. (laughs) Why it's so good. Do you think he's yelling at, like, defensive linemen, like, I saw what you did to my mother? So if no one has any idea what we're talking about right now, go back, go watch the program. Who's the star in that in that show, the running back? Oh, um, Omar Epps. Omar he's in, Epps. He made all yeah. the 1990s sports movies, but program is probably uh, one of our favorites on this show. It is a great football if, uh, movie. Go back and watch co- it. If you're a college football fan and you haven't seen the program, you need to get on it ASAP. I, I agree. Love that flick. Uh, <clears throat> Kenny, how about uh, stock market fallers, maybe a guy or two you felt like really took a step back in the eyes of scouts yesterday? 
Yeah, well, sticking with the program theme, this guy is definitely no Omar Epps, uh, that's for sure. And that's Chubba Hubbard. You know, this guy has played himself out he of a first round. right now, coach. Another game under 100 yards rushing. And look, it's not because they're not opening holes for him. You know, I, I, I focused on this on our preview show that their right tackle, Tevin Jenkins, is one of the best run graded run blockers in all college football. And again, Chubba Hubbard just did not perform in a big game. And look, he's officially played his, he played his way out of a first round pick. He's currently playing his way out of a second-round pick. Do I think that's ultimately going to happen? No, because he's probably going to go out and, and tear up the scouting combine, and people are going to look at his junior his junior film and be like, well, you know, it, it, maybe maybe it's just an aberration. So, but I, I, look, I, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole right now in the first round. I, I think you're crazy if you draft a running back in the first round anymore anyway, but I definitely wouldn't draft Chubba Hubbard. And my next guy, I mentioned to it earlier, uh, is Sean Wade. This is the second game in a row. He's kind of looked substandard. Wondell Robinson consistently was getting open last week. He might not have been getting the yards, but he was very clearly open. Sometimes Martinez missed him, but Wondell had no problem getting open against Sean Wade. Johan Dotson had no problem getting open against Sean Wade. And for a guy everybody kept calling the next guy up at DBU, he's currently not playing like it. It's two weeks into the season, so let's, let's see if he can level off his play. But after the first two weeks, not impressed. Yeah, for How me, you pastel. For me, I'm a, I take a humble pill every once in a while. I was always big on Aiden Hutchinson based off what he did last year versus Alabama. I'll be honest, he has underperformed these first two weeks. He's the obviously the defensive end from Michigan. He had seven tackles yesterday, which is pretty good, but he had zero pressures, zero pressures for the second straight game, and that's against Michigan State and and Minnesota. I mean, I was talking about this guy being, you know, an early second round pick. I mean, he is just not doing well. He's not even the best defensive end on that team anymore. It's probably Quiddy Pay. I mean. So he's underperformed for me, underwhelmed me. The other guy, and I'm going to set you up, uh, Glesson, for the next segment, is Bo Pelini. From a prospect standpoint, I think he's lost all prospects to ever be another head coach, another defensive coordinator, because he stinks. And LSU's defense stinks. Um, oh, I see so, what you did there. So go all ahead, right, Glesson. Right. <laughs> Carry it on. Carry it on, Glesson. That's right. I, I like what you did there from a prospect to actually talk about the coaching part of it. Yeah, no. It, that, it, you know what? That was my second bullet point, but I'll go right into it. Uh, Derek Stingley in the LSU secondary stinks, Coach. The, to give up 300 yards to an Auburn offense led by Bo Nix, in my opinion, is unacceptable because he is not a good quarterback. Auburn skill players, in my opinion, are very subpar in the SEC right now when you compare them against other SEC West or even SEC East teams. And to go out there and put on the performance that you did yesterday – Somebody give me my key – give me their key cards. That was awful <laughs> yesterday and an embarrassment. And Pelini's terrible too. I don't know what Coach O's got to do to get that defense playing. But, I mean, they tell you what, they'd have trouble stopping Syracuse at this point because they can't <laughs> stop anybody. Uh, Mississippi State's offense, 200 total yards yesterday against Alabama. I know that it's Alabama. I know that they have five-star dudes all on defense. But 200 total yards in an offense where traditionally you throw up three, 400 yards of passing offense, just passing offense a week, unacceptable. Mississippi State's offense stinks, Coach. Now, they end up winning yesterday, but this play stood out to me. I was with a bunch of Virginia Tech fans. I think it was 10 seconds left in the half. Louisville had the ball on their own 20. And Virginia Tech's defense gave up an 80-yard run at the end of the half 
They stunk for that play yesterday, Coach. It was Ugh. an embarrassment. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure like happened. third and 15, too. Like third yeah, and 15. And they just, there was pretty much a handoff to the, in, the, in the half. <laughs> he just took but Not only that, but the guy took it literally right in the A-gap. Like he cut back in the A-gap and outran the free safety's angle. I mean, so, it was, for anyone listening, this is Javion, uh, what, Hawkins is his name, the running he's back for Louisville. He's a beast. Yeah. I mean, the guy's the leading rusher in the ACC, I believe, at this point. Like, over yeah. Herbert, over ATN. Like, he, he's a beast in himself. Yeah, the guy's well, got you speed. Can't, yeah, no, I mean, he's good, but you can't you know, have an 80 yard run at the end of the half. Glass, when, when you were ripping on uh, Mike Leach's offense, all I kept thinking about was is Mike Leach just needs to figure out. If these uh, players care more about their fat little girlfriends, as fat he calls girlfriends them, than, than playing football, that's an that's an embarrassment. It actually makes that LSU win not even look good because LSU yeah. sucks. Gosh, and L, I didn't even cover LSU's offense yesterday. They were equally as terrible. Both quarterbacks played yesterday were awful. TJ Finley two picks had a QBR of twenty. Max J- Johnson came in. Um, 34 QBR, so I don't know. They got a lot to figure out in Baton Rouge this year. Tell you that. They're really missing guys like Jamar Chase, um, you know, and obviously they lost a lot, so there was a lot to replace. But all right, guys, let's get into some rapid fire here. I believe I have five questions for you. Um, first one, current Heisman vote. Uh, I, I'd go Mac Jones at this point, quarterback Alabama. I'm already going Justin Fields. I think he's yeah, already, I'm gonna, already uh, I, Yeah, I'm going Mac Jones, too. Uh, I think Mac Jones has looked outstanding. Justin Fields probably a close second the way he's looked. Um, most fraudulent team in the top 25. I, I, you know, I look at it. I, I say Texas A&M. I still think that they're they're going to lose a couple more games this season. I like that, Kenny. That's, that was my pick last week, but they shut me up, you know, being Arkansas this past week. So I'm going to go Notre Dame. And they for – I mean, they might be Clemson, and I would still argue they might be an overrated team because obviously Trevor Lawrence ain't there. But Notre Dame, they're, it's probably going to be the same team, man. They're going to make it to the playoffs and just get waxed by Alabama. Just get first waxed round. by Alabama or Clemson in the first yeah. game. Yeah, I'm going to go Michigan here. I know they lost yesterday. Um, I could still see them being ranked. Um, so I'm going to go with, with, with them being a fraud. I, I mean, to lose to Michigan State yesterday was kind of embarrassing. Um, and I think they're embarrassing on offense. Joe Mixon, all that hype. Get out of here. He, he, Joe he, Milton. Joe, Joe Milton. Milton. I'm sorry. Did, did I say Joe Mixon? I meant Joe yeah. Milton. <laughs> don't, I was like, don't knock on Nick. Yeah. my boy. Uh, most, under, <laughs> yeah, most undervalued team right now. You know, it, it, they're probably going to be a top six team. They'll, be, they'll most likely be ranked six this coming week, but I still think it's Cincinnati. This is a – I don't say this often because I'm not a big believer that G5 teams should compete for a playoff spot, but they have a playoff caliber defense. And I don't think that's – I don't even think that's debatable at this point. So, I, I say Cincinnati. Yeah. They have, a cal- they have a playoff caliber defense. And when everything's clicking, the offense is good enough. The question is, can the offense do it week in, week out? That's probably what's, what needs to be seen. For me, it is, uh, it's, it's Boise State. I mean, I, I think that team is the top 25. I mean, they were 25th la- last week. I mean, I think that they might be a top 15 team this, this upcoming week, or they should be. I mean, they're, they're playing good. Yeah, I'm going BYU here. This will kind of be my answer until they don't dominate a game. Um, I still think they're extremely undervalued, and I think they could play with most teams in America. Speaking of B, uh, BYU, probably the biggest game on the schedule next week, but who wins Boise State versus BYU? I, I say BYU, even with Bachmeyer 
if, if he comes back and plays or Jackson, I, I think it's irregardless who plays quarterback at Boise. I don't think it's a blowout by any means, and I don't think it's a, a foregone conclusion that BYU wins, but I, I think BYU's a decent amount better than Boise. Man, the Jack Sears scares me. If Bachmeyer's in there, I'm going to go Boise State. And just, uh, you know, I'll go Boise State. I'm going to go Boise State next week. You know what? I'm all in on the BYU train. So I think BYU wins, and they make a statement on national television. So uh, with the Pac-12 kicking off next week, guys, I am a Pac-12 guy, so I'm really excited. Uh, as they'll be able to watch my Huskies play uh, 1030 next Saturday, uh, Pac-12 after dark. So that'll be great. Uh, but Pac-12 opening up, so who ends up being the Pac-12 champ? I got to go with my boy, man, Keen Slovis and the USC Trojans. Fight on. Let's go. Um, USC as well. I'm going USC. I'm going Oregon. Um, I think Oregon just has too much talent in that program to not dominate. So, going to Oregon. That's what everyone said for LSU this year, last year, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, too much talent. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, USC's got to win some big games for me to, to, to think that they can win the back 12 I, I just well, don't think that they've done that consistently. And, and Pastel, you got to forget, I mean, Oregon, the second-best team in Oregon's side of the conference, what is Washington? Ugh. Get out of here. Shut <laughs> up. Our biggest problem is we won't have a quarterback. They, they, By the way, they still haven't named one. They're not going to name one until the day of. That's, That's a big never problem. good. That's no, a big never problem. good. Appar- apparently, all four of them are getting equal reps in practice. Hey, that, that's the whole like, thing. Oh, like, no, this is not good. That's where like, the fan base is like, no, this is a good thing, man. It means they're all doing so well they can't pick one. And it's like I uh, think it's going to be Kevin Thompson, the uh, the grad transfer from Sacramento State. I think he'll end up starting. Um, which I mean, he was. I think he was first. Was he first? He was team good. All American yeah, he was. A, he was beast in the FCS oh, last dude, year. He, he was a stud, man. I think that'd be a great pick. I would love to see him playing for you. Yeah. Guys. So I, I think he'll end up. You know, with the with the shortened season, I think that he'll end up being the quarterback there. Um, Probably gives them their best chance to win. Hey, we have a full slate on. of college football next week, boys. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We get full one, man. I'm Tune excited for that Pac-12 preview, man. And action, right? <laughs> action's back. Action is back. Dude, we get we get a bunch of midweek football next week. I know. I'm excited. That's good. I, I don't think there's anyone on Tuesday, right? Nobody plays on – I think Tuesday I, is the only day we don't have a game. I, yeah, I think it's all – I think, yeah, and I think Maction starts on Wednesday. Yeah, there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six mat games on Wednesday. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's go. Get those bets in early, boys. Get them in early. Bet it all. All right. Uh, uh, you can always stay up to date with Prospects 101 on social media at Prospects 101 Pod. Please also make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform: Apple Pods, Spotify, Google Play. You name it, we're on it. Um, and please make sure you give us that five-star review. Very much appreciated. For Kenny, for Pastel, I'm Gless. We'll be back next Thursday to preview week 10 in college football where the Pac-12 will be playing and the Mac will be playing.